Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of Say Something Interesting coming to you after a two-week hiatus. Not because we don't like you guys, because we actually do, uh, but because we had a little snowmageddon happening, and yes. uh, we canceled church on Sunday last week, so therefore we had nothing to talk about. Also, I'm pretty sure Brent, neither Brent or I could have gotten out of our homes on Monday morning I did not to leave here, my house so. for three full days. Yeah. And on the third day, I was like, I, I, I will walk somewhere if I have to. <laughs> It was, uh, it's yes, been pretty I bad did that as well. and our neighborhood, uh, is so bad that even last night coming home and this is like what, eight days after the initial start, um, the ruts in the road were so big that I, I literally almost high centered my car. Um, so this morning I went out and with my own shovel and my own, um, not even my driveway guys, my the street, street yeah. <laughs> my street, yeah. my HOA plowed street which forced me to be really actually frustrated <laughs> contemplating sending an email to my HOA president and be like, why am I out here at 7.30 in the morning scraping so uh, yeah. that my car can make my it out without ripping my off? My dad was shoveling their street on Thursday, I think it was, and my mom was like, your father is shoveling the street. Yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> listen, if, if I wasn't... I'm not like... I don't want to be like... Uh, 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 what's the, What's the word? Like... Uh, like I, somebody owes this to me. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I the, think that's entitled. Entitled. That's mm-hmm. the word I'm looking for. I, I don't, I'm trying not to be entitled on this thing. Okay. If this was, if I was not currently paying HOA dues on anything, then my butt needs to get out in the street and start shoveling that out so I can get out. Absolutely. The problem <laughs> is I'm writing a check once in a while, <laughs> and they plowed like the we have like a main drag that mm-hmm. kind of goes through. For all the, like the rich houses, and that's for sure paved <laughs> <laughs> down to dry pavement, and mm. then like our little stretch of about a hundred yards is about twelve inches deep of slush. Oh wow! And uh, but the slush, which would not be a problem because you just shovel it up, is now frozen, yep. so it's like mountain crags basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm just complaining. I'm I'm <laughs> contemplating. I'm so old. I'm writing letters <laughs> to my HOA president. That's how old entitled I am. I'm also stopping on the way home for denture cream at Rite Aid. I heard it's on sale this week. So, uh, I don't know. Anyways, it's uh, uh, we joke. For those of you who are not in the Tri-Cities and you happen to be listening to whatever, it's been, it's been pretty horrendous. Yeah. It's been a pretty bad week. Um, yeah. School's been canceled all week. All week. All week long. Um, and then, obviously, today's a holiday Monday. Yeah. You're probably listening to this on Tuesday. And so, this may be the first day that your kids are actually have been in school for, like... Fingers crossed. 12 days, something yeah. like that, yeah, including the weekends. And well, the and Kennewick had so Friday the 8th, Kennewick had off for like teacher uh, professional development, yeah. So, Kennewick students haven't been in school since Thursday, February 7th, <laughs> <laughs> and it is the yeah. like, what is it, the 17th? They're gonna have I don't to even st- know what day it is because have I haven't all worked in, in like, yeah, it's all, the 18th, yeah. They're gonna have to start all over in all of these math classes, like, all right, yeah. so you don't remember <laughs> anything we talked about. <laughs> Here, here's basic uh, multiplication tables. Let's start all over with with what we're doing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, so we're in today and excited. Thing it is, it is a day off for you though yes. too because mm-hmm. it's President's Day, mm-hmm. and uh, so thanks for coming in and, yeah. and doing this anyways. Um, it works out, which is awesome. We're, we're we're pumped to do it. We just finished off a series uh, called Prepared, and uh, we actually last night had an opportunity. We did State of the Church last night, which was super fun. Uh, we got to walk through kind of where we, uh, how we did in 2018, where we're headed, and some really interesting info. Look for your, if you get the East Lake Weekly, you'll get a link to the, the State of the Church booklet if you weren't there last night, because you should look through it and see if you attend and give and invite and all that kind of stuff, like you're a big part of this, and so uh, we want to celebrate with you on that. 
Uh, and then afterwards, we had a little uh, surprise birthday party for one of our board members, Aubrey Pitzer, who leads our our band and and oversees kind of weekend services type thing. And and she had no idea. Yeah, and it was legit, like genuine surprise. Genuine surprise. I got a fantastic video of us walking down <laughs> the hallway to go into. She's the main a fairly auditorium. religious uh, listener of this podcast. So yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know if the religious is well, the right term. Well, I guess but, okay, maybe that's. Um, yeah, so she, she didn't. She, it was really funny because she's like, "I thought maybe your Instagram video, but I know you don't know how to do that." So <laughs> I'm trying not to be offended by, but she's totally right. Uh, but a little reaction from her. I don't know. If, did you get a chance to see the video? I mean, you were there I live, so you watch watched it in the person. Video, but I saw her. Did you watch her shrink up into yes, the wall? Uh-huh. It was like. It was like, how do I like, how do I put my body into this carpeted wall yeah. any closer? Yeah. I just want to disappear or hide my yeah. face inside of my sweater. It also looked like maybe she was trying to like hide some because she's pretty uh, easy crier, and so it looked oh, like yeah, maybe she, she was just, trying to hide some emotions as sure. well. <laughs> it was an awesome moment. It was like the perfect surprise because she yeah. really had no idea. And you don't know this, but your daughter London was and her friend whose name I don't know um, was down there and we were all just sitting down there and she ran down and was like okay everybody get up against the oh, walls on either traffic. side and lit like sh- literally every adult that was in the room because everyone else in the room were adults we stood up and did exactly what she told she's us she's our to little rule follower man absolutely <laughs> she she's fantastic and, uh and it's her birthday today as well yeah. so 11 years old today which is awesome i've got an 11 year old over the weekend she took a babysitting class at cadillac one, yeah, so like she's like certified now, so like so certificate. So um, this is really an ad for her babysitting service because I get a cut <laughs> of it because she owes me some money for paying for the babysitting class. Uh, but now that she's 11 and she's certified, this is entering into a new phase for us, Megan. Mm-hmm. The phase of, hey, London, we'll be back at nine. See ya. Here's a cell phone. Call me if you get in trouble. You know, whatever. Nice. So hasn't quite happened yet. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't. That's still you know, on the docket, but like I'm getting closer to that phase, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, and so today uh, we're hosting the birthday party at the theater. It's nice when your dad has keys to a, a, a theater, you get to do your birthday party <laughs> for free. We don't do birthday parties normally. Yeah, so except this for, is not a commercial yeah. for those. Um, but, you know, when your dad owns a theater, then you do. So, yeah. uh, and we're going to be doing her favorite thing in the world, which is karaoke. She's like a mini Aubrey. Last night, you should have seen Aubrey's face light up when we said, all right, your first stop for the karaoke thing. She was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> she went up and sang uh, um, Black Horse in a Cherry Tree yeah. by Katie Tunstall, mm-hmm. which is her jam, her karaoke go-to. Uh, what's your karaoke go-to? You sang. Yeah, I did sing, but I still I either need to night. stop karaoke or really you did do great. a lot of it. It was a song I wasn't familiar with, Yeah, though. it was Pink, Glitter in the Air. But I think I need to work on my song choice game. I think that's where my like fault is. And then I also get really nervous and like... Well, here's Weird, the here's the bottom line. If you had picked anything from Greatest Showman last night, you would have fit in with the entire crowd. Yeah, it was basically the soundtrack from yeah. top to bottom. Mostly my know. daughter and her sister or her friend singing. But yeah, yes. I don't know the Greatest Showman songs well enough to even try and pretend I'm gonna go up there. And uh, them, so. Megan, it is p- quite possibly the best soundtrack of all time. I believe you. I enjoy the soundtrack. I've okay. seen the movie, right. but I just I also so I saw the movie after pretty much everybody else that I know had seen it. Yeah. So I think it was like played up a little bit oh, for me. Really? Yeah. So, okay. I'm the opposite. Yeah. I went into it with no expectations and no hopes and walked out truly floored by how great it was. Yeah. Uh, the but, music is fantastic yeah. and I super enjoy the music, but the story I was kind of like, ah, 
isn't as good as I was thinking yeah. it might be. What's so. another karaoke jam that you um, your go to? What's a karaoke go to for you? Uh, Don't stop believing is pretty good. Yeah, one. yeah. And uh, like '90s pop, like anything by the Spice Girls, for sure, is good. There was a lot of Disney last night, which I Tons haven't heard a ton of, but there were also like probably three or four, ten, eight to ten year olds who were participating in the karaoke. So yeah, it yeah. makes sense. <laughs> I don't know how they snuck in. We had childcare provided, and then all of a sudden, when karaoke got going, then these kids started infiltrating yeah. the indoor party. So it wasn't like that cool of a party, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was awesome. We had a fantastic time. It is weird um, partying on a Sunday night. Yeah, uh, I know the next day is a holiday, but I looked around at about uh, eight thirty, and the only people left were all teachers. Yeah, it was all teachers and me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all, all the people were like, yeah, I actually have to work tomorrow. You yeah. know, they, they stayed for like the first hour and then they kind of checked out. So it was great. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Aubrey, c- congratulations on a very happy birthday. Yeah. Way to go, Kylie, for putting together a fantastic surprise. And Chris, uh, her husband as well. Not Kylie's husband, but uh, Aubrey's husband. Um, <laughs> it was awesome. So good times. Good times yeah. ahead. We also finished uh, our three-part series, which was supposed to be four-part series, but Snowmageddon. Yeah, um, yeah I have... Um, Blaine's never going to agree to come over God, here again. I don't know what's so. going to happen. I'm s- <laughs> so if, for those of you who don't know, we, we tried to bring in our university yeah. professor. Um, this was like two years ago. And on Friday, he did the seminar. On Saturday, we got in a huge car accident. Um, and then like, t- it took me two years to get up the guts to yeah. call him and ask him again. <laughs> and then um, the, the, so we have had this plan for like six months for him to come over on this weekend. We bought flights and everything. And he texted me on Thursday night. He's supposed to fly in Friday afternoon and says... Alaska's canceled all flights from Seattle. They can't get me there until Sunday afternoon, and my flight return flight was Sunday at three thirty, so that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and so we had to cancel East Lake U, cancel him speaking, cancel the whole service. So I mean, at least this time he didn't even didn't like, even attempt it. Attempt it, yeah. but still, I was like, wow. I told him at the very end, I was like, listen, you are gonna come over and speak for us one day, and it's, it's gonna gotta be, be like it's in the middle of awesome. June. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Then we have a heat stroke. I mean. <laughs> Like, we live in a very non-natural disaster-ish area. I don't understand how twice now there's been these things that have kind of shut this thing down. So I'm re- I feel bad. I'm really building up the case for this guy, too. Like, I, he, the bar is so high for him now. He's, ne- People he's are gonna not like, going to agree. I know. Why would I ever come? <laughs> um, but we are, we are looking at replacement dates yeah. uh, for that thing. So uh, um, sometime, I think it's going to be, it can't, I don't think it can be March. I think we're looking at April-ish uh, time frame. But uh, we are excited to have him. And when he comes, it's going to be amazing, guys, <laughs> just so you know. Uh, finished up our series prepared, though. Uh, we talked about a little bit about pain and suffering on Sunday. Uh, quite a bit of a, a different take from the first two, which were more kind of like, oh, these are like, this is fun, whatever. This was by far the most emotive um, topic, and uh, rightfully so. This is the one that um, I think is the most serious pushback or defense mechanism for people about, I don't know if I, you're so like your Christian thing, how do you make sense of like all of this stuff? And usually it's coming from either a place of pain current, which that wasn't really the talk for yesterday, or just a, you know, I, I struggle with making sense of of all of the bad things in the world and a God who supposedly is good. So what do you do with that? Um, we looked at a passage in Second Peter that talks about God's patience, uh, even with ourselves, which is kind of an important piece of saying, uh, listen, if you got rid of all of the evil in the world, like there's parts of us, there's parts of there's things that we've done that we're not proud of. So what would, what would happen with that? 
But the real meat and potatoes of the whole deal was Romans chapter 8. Paul's talking about creation, uh, groaning in pain, groaning in eagerly expecta- eager expectation of future redemption, which is really the whole uh, kit and caboodle of this thing. And it, su- it was such a great, like, I, I love that passage. I, don't, I haven't, it probably deserves its own series um, in terms of the sub- subjection of creation to sin and and what that means for us and why the world is broken, because we all can agree, like religious, non-religious, we agree that there's a brokenness in the world that we look around and we'd be like, something's not right. Um, I talked a little bit about C.S. Lewis's moral uh, objective or uh, moral authority um, argument from uh, a moral lawgiver, that's what it was, an mm-hmm. argument for a moral lawgiver of why do you think that it's not right? Like something inside of you is is, is causing some of that too. So, uh, and the bottom line at the very end, uh, the the one liner to take away was simply uh, this idea of I can't explain all of this. I can't make sense of your pain for you. Uh, we are simply awaiting people, and um, we are the, the we are among those who wait. That's that's the, the the piece, and we trust that there's a God who can at some point make sense of all of this. One of the things I didn't do in first service, and I know that's when you attended, and it was in my notes, and I I didn't even we didn't even talk about mid service. I just caught it while I was um, speaking during second service, uh-huh. and I'll, I know you have you've got a copy of my notes in front of you to see uh-huh. if this was a part that you missed. But on, on the last page, on the very top, I talked about being a dissatisfied customer. You talked about that in first service, did I? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember doing that. Okay, good. <laughs> Maybe I did. Oh no. Maybe you didn't because I caught the end of second service because I was helping. Yeah, I don't think I did. Yeah, because because I I knew I wanted to go into like McCurley always calls me whenever our car gets looked at ever. And it's like three phone calls. And I'm always like, I'm good. Could you tell whoever is going to call me next that I'm also good? Like, (laughs) I'm fine. Right. Um, And that idea of being okay to be not okay with what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, and being, I am a full, thoroughly dissatisfied customer with creation. Now, not all the time. Like I, yeah. I, I live a pretty optimistic lifestyle. Um, like I, I don't let, I try not to let things get me down. I'm pretty upbeat on all that kind of stuff. I don't live in this world, um, but I, and I've, I've been pretty lucky and pretty blessed in terms of both of my, both sets of our parents are alive. I got a set of grandparents still alive. You know, it hasn't been like, oh, I lost so-and-so to cancer. I lost so-and-so in an accident. I lost, I mean, I've pretty lucky if you will mm-hmm. in terms of that so it's hard for it's sometimes i'm not in a great place of authority to be like hey guys let's all just be um super positive so um I, i'm trying to allow a concession to be like it's okay if you're mm-hmm. dissatisfied with how this has turned out like there's a lot of real estate for you in terms of scriptural grounding uh of people who would shake their fist at god or at the air or whatever's I think out that there also the the thing to remember is God is also dissatisfied Absolutely. with what is happening yeah. Yeah, in yeah, creation yeah. right now. Like this is not his original plan. This is not his perfect plan. And so like our dissatis our dissatisfaction, is that a word? Yeah. Um <laughs> is is a, is also reflected in God. It's not it's not just us feeling that way about it. So Right. Good. I love it. That was that was my only real takeaway yeah. that I knew I wanted to mention because I I felt like it was a good piece for a second that Probably could have been better done in first. Yeah, uh, you got a few notes in there. You want to just uh, well, just one really. Okay. Um, so from the second Peter verse, which was the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So I kind of just like for me, my thought on that was, um, like God wants to be chosen. Also, it doesn't. He doesn't want 
to like force our hand kind of a situation. Like he's going to be patient with us so that we are choosing him. Um, and that's going to take a while because our world is so broken and because it's so like sin is so prevalent in our world. And so like his patientness with us is a requirement because he wants us to choose him. He wants us to use that. Like he gave us free will for a reason. He gave us the opportunity to choose him for a reason. And he wants that. It's like, I mean, it's like in any romantic situation, you don't want you want to be chosen by the person you're with or in any, or like with friends or anything, you want to be chosen. You don't want to force someone to be your friend or be your partner or be your spouse or whatever it is. I tried to go into that a little bit in first service, the arranged marriage thing. Yeah. And I was like, it, but then I, I don't know. There's it's, but I think it's diff- like, I mean, it's yeah, it is a little but, different and cultural, yeah. but I think even in arranged marriage cultures, when those work, it's when the two people in that marriage choose each other. Yeah. And maybe I didn't get this choice, but I dig. I'm, I am yeah, choosing. I'm choosing you yeah, now. Right. Like, yes, we were like we, it was arranged by our family. Yeah. Or th- or they're choosing that process, right? Right. So it's right. not like I'm a get. I'm for this process of how I find my spouse. So in a way, you are choosing that person because you're trusting your families to make that op- choice for you. Yeah. So. Um, but so I guess like that was kind of my thing, my takeaway from that, that you didn't get into a huge, huge amount, but I thought was an important piece to kind of talk about. I also think it's interesting when it comes to the area of justice and injustice, um, our timeline, especially when we are convinced that there's an injustice that has taken place is for it to be short. Um, I don't like it when somebody did something and it takes them three years to go through the, you know, the uh, the trial process or mm-hmm. the, you know, the jury or whatever. It's like, no, it, this is clear. That guy, that guy was caught red handed or whatever's going on. Like, let's throw him in jail. No bail. No nothing. It's it's not going to take us long. Let's just have this trial now. And that and our judicial system has um, always been about a fair trial. You know, everybody has a right to an, an open and fair trial. Um, and it does take, justice process takes long, and mm-hmm. it does, that doesn't sit well with us. It's, it sits well when it's ambiguous, when we go, do, do we want this for everybody? Because I would want this for myself. So yes. Uh, but then when we are, are on the receiving end of an injustice, we want it to go fast. We, yeah. we don't want the time frame. It's never fast enough for us. Um, and so in this verse, Peter is trying to help these people make sense of all of these people who are living evil lifestyles, right, and uh, seemingly experiencing success while we try and be holy and just and are being punished for it or persecuted for it or experiencing loss and pain. And how? What? You know, if if it's all equal, uh, like a a zero-sum thing, and I'm trying to just live a good life, then that doesn't, I would be led to, the evidence would point to me doing something different than I'm currently doing. And so he's trying to help them see, um, God doesn't work on your timeline. He's patient, unlike us sometimes in this way. um, And he's always open to repentance, which is, Mm -hmm. you want that for you, right? You want that. So again, the justice process comes down to, you want that, you want an open and fair trial. You want a jury of your peers uh, and unbiased whatever. Um, so let's make sure that we extend that offer to, to everybody else because otherwise we get kind of short-sighted and it's all about us anyways. So, <laughs> Yeah, which is both side the point yeah. anyway. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good. I, I, uh, I enjoyed the series. It's, uh, it, it's now over, um, so I, but I do feel <laughs> like we got some good, some good one-liners. I'm excited for what's ahead. We launched uh, a little bit uh, of a discussion 
during our State of the Church last night about our Wear Love process. The new series is going to be um, called Wear Love, Living in Engaged Faith, or a series on, on engagement of some sort. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully you can make it out for that, yeah. and we've got some... You aren't doing a relationship series in February. What's I'm happening? Not, I know. Yeah. Yeah, we've <laughs> typically almost always done one, yeah. and... Uh, um, I, I don't know. It, uh, it just for us, it was, we, as, as a board, we were looking at the, uh, the wear love stuff, knew I wanted to get something there. There was a chance I would have done one for this. I, we typically like to do mailers during those ones, mm-hmm. um, because of the general, um, acceptance or liking or propensity to attend something that has to do with relationships. Cause yeah. we all suck at them. <laughs> um, and we just did not do uh, one of those. And, and so I don't know. We'll, we'll, <laughs> I, I never wanted to get into a rhythm because I always feel like I want to have something to say versus like have to say something. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's definitely a piece of it. Um, and uh, so we'll, we'll get to something with that later, though. But yeah. all right. Um, should we jump into our sure. something interesting? Okay. Yeah. You want me to go first or you go first? I'm, I'm good either way. Okay. Let me go first okay. this time because uh, uh, it's it's good. I'm excited. I just finished a book called No Man Land. I'm not recommending the book. I mean, it's good, but I, I try it. Like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I, I, books are tough, right? It, mm-hmm. That's a lot of commitment. Um, but it features a new kind of way that a lot of people are experiencing. Not It's not, I say new, but it just uh, sh- shines a light on this idea of a nomadic lifestyle of people who, uh, for whatever reason, primarily economic in this viewpoint, um, get in, buy an RV, um, get in some what they call wheel estate. Love it. <laughs> Love it. And uh, live life on the on the move. Like, they don't really have a home. They've got a... Uh, they they travel wherever the the wind takes them, and, and we are, we're familiar with this because a lot of we have a lot of snowbirds in this area mm-hmm. who go down to Arizona during the uh, winters and then come back up for the summers. Um, but they do that because out of their wealth and out of like just wanting to stay warm. Uh, but this focuses on people who do it not out of choice, but because this is the only way economically that we can make this thing work. Um, and so it begins to highlight uh, some of those people and what they do, and um, talks talks through. Um, how many of them will travel from place to place where jobs, seasonal jobs can occur. And a lot of them are um, Amazon. They've, uh, the ones that they focus on mostly are Amazon mm-hmm. uh, uh, distribution center oh, wow. jobs. And they have a, they have their own distribution arm of hiring called Camper Force. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amazon will recruit these old retirees um, to travel in this area and work on these things, and then you can camp outside. We'll, we'll as part of your pay, we'll we'll make this thing happen. But but it's tough. It's a, it's really hard work uh, for for some of these people, and it's it sounds nice to be able to work for like one of the biggest companies in the world. But she uh, she has this ability to kind of draw on kind of the treatment of it, and so there's and there's sort of politics in there that you know you just gotta like gotta figure out wh- which side you believe on or whatever. But um, it's interesting because if you drive up to Spokane. Uh, today, uh, on the freeway up heading up north on 395, on the uh, west side, just outside of Cheney, is one of the biggest buildings I've ever seen with my with my two eyes. It's <laughs> huge, and as we were driving by, I looked at it and I was with Philip Snyder. We were driving up to the airport up there, and I said, "What in the world is that? Because it's bigger. It's bigger than an airplane hangar. It looks like about ten airplane hangars." Wow. Uh, all tied together, and it is a new Amazon distribution center that's going to be going in up there. Um, so, <clears throat> um, I say that uh, because that's they're they're like starting exits for that area, and they're oh, yeah. they're starting to like it's going to be like its own little little mini city outside of the city there. And uh, so it's pretty crazy. So if you're driving to Spokane, you, you get to see that. There's probably going to be some of these uh, nomadic 
uh, RV campers, and they interesting they go up there and do that. And then uh, one of the things that I, I really enjoyed about it is uh, they these guys even go down to Arizona during the winter because why would you not when you don't have the uh, the livestock calling you to a home? They go to a place. A lot of them go to a place called Quartzsite, Arizona. And it's a city of about 4,000 people most of the year. But in January and February, it attracts over 300,000. If you go on Wikipedia, it says wow. 1.5 million. But the book says that's a little escalated. Realistically, about 300,000 people come down during those two months. And they do just a big open bazaar. They have all kinds of Amazon camper forces down there recruiting yeah. people. And mm-hmm. this is a big, big deal. And it's a big festival. It's uh, They call it uh, Woodstock for geezers uh, <laughs> or Burning Man for, for RVers or whatever. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and then they have uh, also, uh, she highlights a couple of things I really like about it. Two things that I found interesting. They have really great names for their real estate, um, <laughs> things that go along with the word van a lot. So Vanshin, mm-hmm. uh, Van Gogh, these are all names of our RVs in the yes. thing. Van Tucket, Vanna White, um, Halen, which you get it, and Morrison. Yeah. Um, so super fun there. And then uh, <laughs> they talk about how legally in America, you have to have some sort of a postal address associated. They have to be able to mail you something somewhere. So you can't just be a nomadic person, mm-hmm. right, in that way. Um, so uh, what many of them have done is South Dakota is a state that that is a favorite among them because South Dakota only requires that you spend one night, at least one night in South Dakota a to year. To, like, claim residency? Yep, wow. to claim residency. Um, you can apply for driver's license uh, uh, over, I think, the Internet or whatever. So you have to mm-hmm. have proof that you stayed in a hotel in South Dakota one night a week, and then you have to hire a mail forwarding address from a company who is based in South Dakota. But Mm -hmm. other than that, you can live 364 days anywhere else and be a resident of South Dakota and call it legit. So I thought that was kind of an interesting piece. That is interesting. So if you're ever looking to get out of your mortgage and go (laughs) live on the road in uh, in Halen Van, Van Halen or Morrison (laughs) or whatever you want to call yours, um, then make sure to research uh, South Dakota and make it happen. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I, I'm going to send a link because she made a documentary that's only about 15 minutes long. So if you don't want to read the book, um, it's on harpers.com uh, and uh, the link will be in our show notes and take 15 minutes of your time and check out uh, the Nomadland sort of cool. repertoire. All right. Cool. Go ahead. Um, mine is a little bit throwback at this point, but I was going to do it last week, but it's about Valentine's. And um, so in the 1840s, there was this really big trend called vinegar valentines. Uh, So in the Victorian era, valentines were a really big deal. They would send really flowery, beautifully scripted valentines to the people that they loved. But if you had someone who was interested in you that you weren't interested in them, you could send them back a rude valentine called a vinegar valentine. And some of them I was like looking up and some of them are very inappropriate and I can't say them on a podcast, but I found a couple that I thought kind of gave you a flavor of what it was. So it's basically poetry with kind of a crude caricature kind of a thing happening. Um, So a lot of them are about uh, like uh, old maids or like confirmed bachelors or just like people who kind of are on the outskirts and, uh, they were very, very popular in the 1840s through the early 1900s. Uh, and then a couple of times, though, postal offices wouldn't send them because they thought that they were so, like, crude and rude and mean, and so they wouldn't send them. Uh, and they kind of they declined in popularity as Valentine's in general declined in popularity. Uh, but, yeah, so here's, there, here's the, one of the poems that I kind of – thought was 
funniest. Um, it says, you are a nerve destroyer. When a pig's getting slaughtered, the noise that it makes it's, is sweeter by far than your trills and your shakes. And the howling of eats in the backyard of cats in the backyard at night compared with your singing's a dream of delight. Your squalls and your balls are such torture to hear. A man almost wishes he had not an ear. If someone would choke you and thus end your pain, their pain, hearty thanks from your poor distressed neighbors he'd gain. <laughs> so... So this is yeah. like the anti-Hallmark. Yeah. This is great. I'm looking at this on Wikipedia right yeah. now, and they would call them Penny Dreadfuls. Yes, also a name for them. Because they only cost a penny to make, and this was their way of like responding back yeah. to you, like, no, I, I don't, don't like, like you. you. Yeah. <laughs> and they were very, very popular. I also read, so I found during it- During the Victorian era, During the too, Victorian era, Which is yeah. like super proper and like- Yeah. Um, wow. And I- I found it through Atlas Obscura, and um, I read an article on that site, and they said that some schools had to ban them so that their kids wouldn't just be mean to each other. <laughs> like, you you have to give everybody a nice Valentine. Like, you couldn't give them one of the Vinegar Valentines or Penny Dreadfuls or um, what other ones that they had. But <laughs> So if you have a minute, definitely, like, Google or Wikipedia uh, Vinegar Valentines and look at some of them. They are pretty fabulous. And, I mean, it's def it's not, like, they're very caricatured, whatever illustrations are on there. Yeah, but. you can buy them on um, eBay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's some new modern ones on Etsy I'm looking right now. And the tagline on the Smithsonian Magazine is, nothing says I hate you like a Vinegar yeah. Valentine. <laughs> So that's my. Oh, that I found Megan, that really this is too good to be a yeah. week late. This is great. Well, okay, like I, know, I, know, I would have tried. done it last you year. Tried. Last you tried. Week, but. You know what? It's good though. This will give us a year to really yeah. come up and talk ourselves out of giving out vinegar yeah, valentines uh -huh, for sure. So happy to help with any breakups and not responsible for any failed marriages from then on. So. Uh, All right, we are at the half hour mark. Thank you yeah. so much for listening, taking a half hour of your week and spending it with us on the Say Something Interesting podcast. You can catch up, uh, catch us on the socials. I'm at Brent Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-E-N. Megan? Meg Bojan. There's a lot of cat videos this past week because I was stuck in my apartment <laughs> with my cats. So... <laughs> Awesome. Uh, in three days, Survivor starts back up. Ooh. And so you'll be hearing a little little Survivor update. We're going to have a little Survivor corner. Okay. Over, I don't know if you're watching, but I'm, I'm excited to just mm. give you a, just a quick update. I, I wish I've got a... Um, uh, a guy that uh, I follow on, on the podcast, uh, Knox and Jamie, I talk about constantly, and I so badly wish he did a, a Survivor recap, and he oh, really? doesn't, and so therefore, I'm not gonna like do, I don't have the time to do like a whole hour long one, yeah. but like a two minute Survivor recap. Okay. So hopefully, uh, you guys are listening in and uh, <laughs> and, and can follow along. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, good. Nice. All, right. All right, that'll do it. Have a great week, guys. Bye. See you next week.